Welcome to the Sign Geeks for All podcast with Dark Neil. Welcome to episode 16 of season 5 of the Fan Geeks for All podcast for this Friday, January 5th, 2024. We are now only four episodes away from the season finale of the Fan Geeks for All podcast. That's when I will wrap up season 5 and take my traditional two weeks off and come back much stronger and better for season 6. So there's only four more episodes after that, so I'm excited. Um, like I said, this I already had told you guys, if you're a loyal listener, that this season, current season, season five, was big for me because it was the first season that um, I did a Christmas and New Year's Eve um, episode, and which which also is basically New. Well, I didn't do one for New Year's Eve. I did one Christmas Day. And then I did the the next the other one on New Year's Day, so it's the first season to cross over into New Year. Because I don't, because like I said, when I do seasons, I don't do them like how television shows do season, where it's like every year is a new season. I do mine's, you know, for those who unaware, even though I've said this millions of times, <laughs> but for those new to the show, you know, I do twenty episodes. Um, per season on my regular schedule and then I take two weeks off and then I come back and do a, a, another season so right now and this show started back in May so this is like we're now finishing up with season five like I said there's only after this one there's only four more episodes left and then I wrap up season five for good so um, it's been fun so far going into the new year with this show I'm, I'm very happy for for how it's been growing and of course, I always wanted to grow more. And that's, you know, because of you guys listening. You know, I do appreciate each and every one of you. But um, anyway, how are you guys doing? It is Friday. It's the weekend. Hope you guys are good, doing good and um, don't have to work too hard. I stayed up last night watching on um, Max um, that drama um, docuseries, um, The Curious Case of Natalia Grace, Natalia Speaks. If you guys have not watched that, you need to go on there. It's they have season two has been on there now, and I remember last year watching season one because I was curious about this. You know, no pun intended, but um, I was just curious about the show, and I was like, "Wow, this is some crazy twisted story like you would see in a movie." I, if you, I'm not gonna you know go too deep into it, but if you you guys can look at it on it's on Max. And it's called um, The Curious Case of Natalia Grace. Um, and I guess for season two, they called it Natalia Speaks because she's telling her story. She's a she's this young girl who um, suffers from a particular type of dwarfism. 
Um, it has, a, of course, a medical name. I just can't remember what it is. But there's a particular type of dwarfism that she has. And her story reads like a drama from a movie, like a horror film, like basically like the movie Orphan, but just slightly different. And um, she was this girl who was adopt was originally born in the Ukraine and adopted by this um, family and this American family who turns out, you know, this family, especially the wife, was just pure evil. I mean, the husband was this does this sap of an accomplice, basically. But he comes off looking almost squeaky clean, even though he literally was an accomplice. But the mother was the real devil of the whole thing. She, I mean, she acted like, a you know, a, you know, in the beginning acted like, you know, loving mom and all that stuff. But then that whole loving mom phase ended real quickly. And this poor girl was, in a sense, tortured. You know, not like, I mean, I it's hard to put a level on torture, but, um, you know, she was mistreated badly, very badly. And um, th- and this woman, this this mother comes off like she she's Joan of Arc. She's like she thinks she's just a shit, and she just put this little girl through so much horror. And you have to watch the show. For, to get into the whole thing, I can't really get into the whole nuts and bolts because it's a lot. You gotta watch it. But I watched. I was watching it last night because I was watching the second season, and man, second season ended with a major cliffhanger. You're like, what the f- holy sh? That's how you're gonna. If you watch the show, and then you watch up to the final episode of season two, the last few seconds ended with a. Major cliffhanger, and you're like, "Oh shit, no fucking way!" It's 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 sick. It's crazy. You gotta watch that. It's on Max. The Curious Case of Natalia Grace. Natalia speaks. Everybody's been talking about it online, and it's just wow. It's out there. So check it out for yourself, and you'll see what I'm talking about. <laughs> Alright, so um, we're going to get into this episode, but as always, for all my regular listeners and my new listeners, you can follow the show on Spotify and all other major platforms. Make sure to subscribe to both my YouTube channel, as well as my website, darkneofangeeks.com. Cool merch on there, um, t-shirts that I make myself, and plus a, un- a bunch of other stuff. Um, movie trailers, a whole shebang, it's all on there, so you definitely want to check that out. For my gamers, please visit darkneosgameroom.weebly.com. Everything for your gaming needs, whether you're on PC, um, PS5, Xbox, Switch, whatever you play, I got stuff for you on there. So you definitely want to check that out. If you're on Facebook, check out my fan page where I post up new episodes of the show. Um, You can shout me out there on the message board and I'll promise I'll respond back to you. And if you truly want to be a supporter of the Fan Geeks for All podcast, then visit my exclusive fan club on patreon.com slash support fan geeks for all. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash support fan geeks, the number four A-L-L. So um, let's going to we're going to get into this show because I got a lot to talk about. Um, so we're going to dive right in. Um, this was I, you know, I always have fun, you know, um, you know, researching the stories or whatever. And um, I try to find some really good, some really good news stories. And and by the way, I wanted to clear up something, too. You know, I always 
um, title my show or if you see advertisements or if you follow me on my X account or whatever, you always know that I the show I I put on the the, the title that um it's entertainment news minus the boring stuff, which it pretty much is. But sometimes it's not all just entertainment. It's there's other things in the news I talk about. I mean, I don't the only things I are are taboo that I don't talk about in the show. I don't talk about politics. I don't talk about sports. I don't talk about religion. Everything else is open game. <laughs> Everything else is open game. So it's it, it's mainly entertainment, but there's other fun stuff that I, you know, cool stuff in the news that I talk about too. But as long like I said, I just stay away from sports, politics, religion. Those are off limits. I just keep it fun and and entertaining for you guys and let you know some of the cool stuff that's in the news today that um maybe you might not know about and that's my job that's what i do so um i always enjoy researching different topics so today was a was a was a pretty interesting one so we're gonna dive right in to today's hot topics for this friday january 5th 2024 well hollywood now it's attention hollywood it's time to pull out the wallets and spend thousands of dollars on that tuxedo or that jaw-dropping dress that you plan on wearing only once. <laughs> because da 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 award season is here. That's right. Entertainment Weekly has just released the calendar list of all the upcoming award ceremonies taking place for the new year, along with the list of nominees that are up for possible winning. Now, I'm just gonna give you a condensed version of this list because the full list is pretty long so first up is the golden globe awards which will be coming this sunday january 7th on cbs oppenheimer killers of the flower moon maestro past lives anatomy of the fall and the zone of interest are all up for best drama motion picture barbie Poor Things, Air, American Fiction, The Holdovers, and May December are up for Best Musical or Comedy Motion Picture. And Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, The Super Mario Brothers Movie, Elemental, Wish, and Suzumi are all up for Best Animated Motion Picture. Now, for those categories I just mentioned, my personal picks are going to be Oppenheimer for Best Drama, of course. Poor Things for Best Comedy. Sorry, Barbie. And Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse for Best Animated Film. Those are my picks. Now, other Golden Globe winners that I'm predicting are going to be Emma Stone for Best Actress in a Comedy for Poor Things, mainly because she was damn good in it and no other actress would have been brave enough to take on that role. And if you see the film, you'll understand why. And for Best Supporting Actor, now this one's a hard choice for me. Because Robert Downey Jr. is up for Oppenheimer, and Mark Ruffalo is up for his role in Poor Things. Now, <laughs> it's already iconic that it's pretty much Iron Man versus Hulk for a fan geek like me. But even though Poor Things was, in my opinion, Ruffalo's best film in his career, I really want to see RDJ win this one. Not only because his performance in Oppenheimer was stellar, 
but also because a win for him would be revenge for him not getting um, the Golden Globe for Chaplin in, in 1993, which after 30 years, I'm still pissed off with, believe it or not. I mean, he did get the BAFTA Award for Best Actor for Chaplin, but it still wasn't like an Oscar or a Golden Globe. You know what I'm saying? You know, BAFTA is just another type of little award. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad he got it, but still, it's not big like the Oscars or Golden Globe. Now, of course, the Super Bowl of Hollywood award ceremonies is the Academy Awards, better known as the Oscars. The nominees list for that will not be released until January 23rd, and the ceremony will be live on ABC on March 10th. Other award, show, other award shows coming up are the Emmys, which will be on January 15th, the Grammys, which will be on February 4th, and the Cannes Film Festival, which will take place between May 14th and, and, the 20, and May 25th. If you want to see the full list of the award ceremonies calendar, just visit EW.com and you'll see for yourself how long it is because there's a whole bunch of awards. There's the Critics' Choice Awards. There's, I mean, every kind of like almost non-significant award show ceremony you can think of. I mean, they even tell you when the Oscars luncheon is. I mean, there's literally a whole calendar on Entertainment Weekly's website, EW.com. So... Go on there and you'll you'll see what I'm talking about. You'll see for yourself. All right. So recently, someone on the X social media posted a clip of Madonna performing her song Ray of Light from one of her celebration concerts from her current tour. And in the clip, 65-year-old Madonna is tethered to a safety harness while standing on a square platform that she uses to hover herself over the audience now i don't know if that user who posted said anything negative about madonna but the clip did get the attention of one person in particular hip-hop icon chuck d of the group public enemy chuck responded to the post saying that at his age of 63 doing pilates ain't easy but he gives props to Madonna for pushing the bars. He went on to say that his longtime hype man, Flava Flav, also does Pilates at the age of 64 and said that ageism sometimes gets like racism both ways if you let it. And for someone over 50, you either do the songs or the songs do you. He added that Madonna has some hard songs to perform from her catalog. And again, having not seen the original post from that X account user, I don't know if that person was knocking Madonna doing that type of risky performance at her age, but it obviously was enough to get Chuck D to basically defend her for what she can still do. And let me tell you something. I can chime in on this, you know, not being so much an entertainer, you know, because I'm just a podcast host and a writer and director and all that stuff, blah, blah, blah. You know, that's my little claim to fame. But I can relate because I'm over 50. So I know there are certain things you can still do, probably even better 
than when you were younger. And then there's a lot of things you have to slow down doing. It's just mother nature at work with your body. It's just the law of time. And there's just certain things you can no longer physically do anymore. So trust me, when I see Madonna, and I, you, I've made a no secret, I love Madonna. I've, been, I've loved Madonna's music from day one, from when she first debuted in 1982. So I have always loved Madonna. And, and I've seen her pretty much all of her concerts, um, except for the new one. I haven't seen that one yet. But um, for what she can do, God bless her. God bless her because, you know, this and this woman, pretty much she should write the book for Pilates. Because like Chuck was saying, when it, Pilates is a, is, a, is a very intense, you know, type of exercise you can do. Um, and it's healthy for the body and the mind, but it's not for everybody. Not everybody can do it. It's, it's not easy. It's not like you're doing jumping jacks or sit-ups or pull-ups. This is a whole new thing. It takes yoga to a whole new level. So, um, and Madonna's been doing it for like decades. She's been doing it for many years of her career. So she can physically do all that. And as far that now when, when, you know, when Chuck was saying that thing, um, you know, the songs, you, you know, you know, that's it's hard songs to do. I don't know. Cause like I said, I never saw the original post from that person, but I don't know if they were posting it saying that either one, she shouldn't be up there singing the song or two, she's singing, she's barely singing the song. I don't know. I've never saw the clip I, and I haven't seen the concert yet. So, um, but I know Madonna always puts on a good show for her fans. That's one thing I know. And, you know, as I said, anyone over 50 doing what she can do, you are good. You are damn good. God bless. Because there's just certain things. And, and you know, for, there's a lot of, you know, artists out there that go on the road and perform and do stuff. Like, perfect example, Janet Jackson, who I absolutely love. I think it sounds like I love everybody, which I pretty much do. I'm a music lover, major music lover. So Janet Jackson, I have always been in love with. And I've seen all of her tours as well. I've actually been to at least two or three of Janet's um, tours. So, yeah, I love Janet to death. And I saw her recent um, Together Again tour. And even Janet, has toned it down, and Janet's over 60. She She's well past 60 years old. Janet um, basically toned down her show. Like, she used to always have, like, maybe 15 to 20 dancers, um, all these stage, you know, elaborate stage settings and whatever. If you see the Together Again tour, it is toned down. She has only four dancers, four male dancers. It's just them and Janet and that's it. That's it. You know, the, you hear the music and all this stuff. She still moves. She still does her dance moves, but she's toned it down. She's, I mean, like I said, she's over 60. She, she's, she's a mom. And, um, oh my, and speaking of that, her son, um, happy seventh birthday. He just had a birthday. So happy birthday to you, Issa. Um, but yeah, even she toned her um, show down 
because you realize after a certain age, physically you can't move the way you do. You know, I mean, I always used to joke when the Rolling Stones would go on tour. I'm like, these guys are like halfway to a corpse. How are they still moving and grooving? <laughs> these guys are like ancient, you know, and yet they're still jamming. They they have like they they'll have like about twenty farewell tours in their entire career. <laughs> They just keep all going for some reason. So, I don't know. If you just, as an entertainer, especially if you're a singer, you start to slow down. You know, I mean, Kiss, one of my favorite bands of all time, they've dramatically slowed down. And they finally ended. I think their tour officially ended. Yeah, I think it already passed. I think Kiss finally said farewell. They're done with touring. They're, they're basically retiring. So um, thank God, because they needed to. <laughs> they just don't move like they used to, and they're and you know sound as strong as you used to vocally or whatever. So that's why I said you know, you know, for Chuck commenting on Madonna thing and kind of giving her props, that's good. That Chuck's on her side. You know, Chuck and Madonna have known each other for many years. Um, if you remember Madonna's um hit song um Justify My Love, that was written for her by um. Uh, Lenny Kravitz um, the beat that was used for Justify My Love is a sample from a Public Enemy song so her and Chuck have known each other for many years of, of their career I mean like I said they're within the same age group so naturally the circles all collide and everybody meets each other at this show or this awards or whatever so yeah but um, like I said as a true fan of Madonna I I my hats off to her for doing what she can still do, because I know half the things she do, I can't do it, and I'm I'm still younger I'm younger than her, but I'm over fifty, <laughs> and I could barely do half the stuff that she can do. <laughs> so um, props to Madonna for still rocking and rolling and doing what you do, and props to Chuck D for you know looking out for homegirl and and saying what you did, um, you know. And I guess basically defending her, being on her side, you know, because he he didn't say anything derogatory or anything mean-spirited. He basically gave her props. He gave her props. And um, you got to. That's all you can do for when you see someone at that, at her age, do what she does. Let her do her thing for as long as she can, you know. (laughs) And that's the whole, that's the whole secret behind these entertainers who are like over 60 or whatever, let them keep rocking out as long as they physically can until they say, okay, I really can't do this no more. <laughs> so that's just, that's just how you have to look at it. All right, gang. So finally, our last hot topic of the day. After 16 years, the famous Barnes & Noble bookstore in the Tribeca section of New York will be closing its doors for good on January 14th. The reason behind the unfortunate closing is reportedly because the landlord of that location wants to redevelop the property. Now, for all my New York book lovers out there, this is not a farewell to Barnes & Noble's The Company, so don't get it twisted. The company is still alive and well. It's only this particular Tribeca location that's closing down the store. All the other Barnes & Noble bookstore locations in Manhattan are staying right where they are. The current owners of the Tribeca location are currently looking for a new suitable location. 
So they're just going to move on from that address to a different one. They just got to find the right one. Now, I remember when I lived in New York, because for those of you who know, I, I'm New York born. I was born in Brooklyn, raised in Queens, and I've worked in Manhattan many years over. Um, so when I lived in New York, which was over 10 years ago, I remember going to a Barnes & Nobles in Manhattan, not the Tribeca location, but another one, just to meet my comedy hero, the late George Carlin, back in 2008. He was there to promote his new DVD collection of all his HBO stand-up specials. And he was so cool, so sweet, so kind. He signed a copy of one of his DVDs for me, which I still have to this day, along with signing a photo for my dad who couldn't be there at the time. But the Tribeca location, I remember very well because I remember going there like at least once or twice. I can't remember exactly when because it was so long ago. But I do remember that it was on 97 Warren Street because I used to work somewhere down on Church Street, which connects with Warren. Um, the Tribeca Barnes & Noble was so nice. I mean, it still is because like I said, it's still there. You know, it's just, but it's going to be closing on January 14th. But I remember that the place was, it was like walking into a mall. That's what I remember. It's a one level building. And it's literally, as soon as you walk through the doors, it's like walking into a mall. You had, a, of course, books, magazines, but you also had pastries there that you could buy and sit down and munch on while you're thumbing through your, your favorite book. <laughs> so, yeah, it's sad to hear that they're closing that location down because that's a pretty busy location from what I remember. But they posted up on one of their social media accounts or or on their website. They posted up all, all the other locations that their customers can go to afterwards. So all is not lost. But it, it had a good 16-year run. So I'm sure all the locals wish the staff all the best for 2024. And, and I really do hope, you know, they do find a good location because... You know, you, you're you're in business for 16 years. Your customers are like family, especially the regular locals that come there or whatever, you know, or just people out of town or whatever. That's what Barnes & Nobles does. I'm, I love Barnes & Nobles. I've been to many different ones from, like I said, when I lived in New York. Um, and it's it's a great it's a great store. That, I mean, for those for those young generations who don't know, Barnes & Nobles started off. Amazon. Amazon.com was basically Barnes & Noble's online. That's what all Amazon.com was. It was a place to get the Barnes & Noble books, especially like the New York Times bestseller books and all that stuff. That's where you went on. You went. That's how Amazon was born. It was It was basically partnered with Barnes & Noble's and it sold books. And, and now, of course, over the decades, it now sells everything. <laughs> But um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much the legacy of Barnes and Noble. So, as I said once again, it's not the company that's closing down; it's only the Tribeca location that will be closing down. They're still open now, but you know, for locals out there that live around that area, you have until January fourteenth before they close the doors of that Barnes and Nobles forever, and then you'll just have to go to a different one. Because, like I said, there's a bunch in Manhattan, so. You just have to travel a little further out to go there. But um, that's pretty much it. That's going to wrap it up for this Friday edition of the Fangies for All podcast. 
Remember to follow me on Spotify or whatever platform you listen to the show on. Subscribe to both my YouTube channel as well as my website, darkneofangeeks.com. All my gamers, check out my online gaming store, darkneosgameroom.weebly.com. If you're on Facebook, stop by my fan page and you can hear new episodes and shout out, shout me out on the message board there. Tell me what you love about the show. And if you want to be a true supporter, please join my official fan club by visiting patreon.com slash supportfangeeksforall. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash supportfangeeks, the number four, A-L-L. So thank you guys again for hanging out with your boy today. Be sure to join me tomorrow to hear another new episode of the Fan Geeks for All podcast. Because as I said, we're we're coming down to like the final four episodes and then season five is done. So please come back tomorrow to hear what else I got to babble on about. <laughs> all right, guys, remember to love yourself even if no one else wants a job. And take a little time to become a Fan Geek for All. One love, kids. Dark Neo, out.